Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Monergy Life. Tonight I have the special pleasure of speaking with Paulina Solda, who is a certified dating coach and expert. Meet and marry Mr. Wright. When Paulina calls in, we will begin our discussion about how to find the perfect mate. And if there was anything more challenging than finding the perfect mate in life, it would probably be finding the work that you love. Those are the two issues that most people grapple with throughout life. So I'm really curious to hear about Paulina's dating tips. Here she is right now. Paulina. Hello. How are you this evening? Uh, Wonderful. How are you? I'm fantastic. Welcome to Monergy Life. I was just giving our listeners a brief introduction uh, into what we're going to be talking about for the next half hour. And I was saying that one of the most challenging things in life is to find the perfect mate. Another very challenging thing is to find work that you really love and feel creative with. But tonight we're going to focus on love. And, you know, it's interesting, Paulina. I haven't done many shows on love. I've done many shows on energy, on meditation, on the way the world is going, on politics. But I think this is one of the first shows we've done on Monergy Life concerning love. So I'm very excited to find out your philosophy about love. Why don't you give us a little bit of background as to how you got into the dating coach business? Mm, Sure. And uh, full disclaimer right away, there is no such a thing as a perfect mate. (laughs) So that's actually (laughs) one of the reasons. uh, That's one of the reasons why there are uh, so many single people <laughs> looking for love, and uh, and even the definition, you know, I myself use it. The, my brand is find love and keep it. It's also a misleading definition uh, when it comes to love because it's not something you look for outside of yourself. It's it's not something you find externally. It's something that you already have within yourself, and that, that's the first step to recognizing it. So. My journey was exactly what I'm sharing right now, is realizing this truth. And, of course, it took me uh, a long time to to figure these things out. And what led me to uh, do uh, this kind of, uh, it's more like a mission or purpose. It's hard for me to say work. <laughs> it just doesn't fit. But uh, what led me on this journey of helping other people find love and keep it, is to is my own journey. When I uh, moved to New York City and I was single and dating, so I know firsthand what it's like to be, uh, to be single in a big city and uh, go on a lot of dates. I've gone on over 100 dates in less than a year uh, in search of that perfect mate. And uh, now, you know, 10 years later, uh, like I would, I would not. <laughs> I'm just teasing, you know, with a perfect mate. I do have a partner in my life where we've created just amazing. It's uh, just amazing what we've created in uh, in the decade. You know, family and all these experiences. Uh, t- tomorrow we we are actually uh, getting up early, flying uh, on vacation together. So we love spending time together, just having 
going to beautiful places, of course, and sharing joys of uh, uh, life. And uh, it's been uh, it's been such a rewarding, like it's been the best decade, of course, of, of my life, I would say. But it all started when I was single and dating and struggling and uh, trying uh, trying to figure out like what does it take like why am I why am I missing what am I missing what's wrong like going through all of that and the whole roller coaster of uh, but facing that uncertainty and uh, all the challenges that come in, come with dating you know attraction and uh, commitment and. Um, just a misalignment that uh, people face every day all the time in dating and they just know how frustrating and um, painful it can be so there are shortcuts and there are ways to avoid uh, a lot of that pain unnecessary uh, mistakes and avoid them altogether so that you can accelerate your search for love and create the kind of result you know like that I have, I believe in long-lasting relationship, I believe in commitment, and I believe that that this is the most important decision you make, is uh, who you choose to spend your life with. So you want to make the right decision when you choose a partner. Well, what what do you think were the most important things that held you back? What were the blocks for you in finding somebody, okay, we won't call him the perfect mate, but close to perfect mm-hmm. mate. What, what, were, what were the blocks that you had to overcome? Yeah, so, well, it actually starts with uh, the, the, the word perfect, and I, and I see for a lot of people there is that sort of myth, that fantasy, that there is that uh, perfect man, whatever you call the one, Mr. Right, and I, I use that language myself in marketing, to, you know, to be brutally honest, but the reality is that there isn't. Uh, I, I like to say that you don't find your soulmate. You, uh, you become soulmates. So Really, uh, that's, what, a, that's a very interesting mm-hmm. point. Let's talk a little more about that. Um, why did you come to that conclusion that you don't find someone who's a soulmate? So it's a question of accommodation and understanding, uh, or is it something that's that that's in a, a question of attraction and mm-hmm. and destiny, which is what a yeah. soulmate is generally conceived to be? Yeah, it's a, the biggest block that was holding me back, and um, I see a lot of people is that what we think, um, what we're looking for, and we think that this is it. It's actually not necessarily what. Uh, what makes it like what uh, creates that lasting love? So an example uh, of that could be that a woman has uh, her type of a man, and she keeps dating and dating. And I had my type, and my husband is uh, my husband of now ten years was not my type. And so I was looking for that type, and looking for that type was one of the reasons I was single. And I see a lot of people really looking for that attraction that. Oh my gosh! I have this. I have to have this incredible chemistry. Like the moment we see each other, and it's got to be all butterflies and you know rainbows and unicorns and fireworks. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm not interested. I'm not attracted. And the question I have, you know, if if that's that's the case, then where are all these people with whom you had that incredible attraction and that physical chemistry? Where are they now? 
right? So the things that we think are the it uh, oftentimes are not the answer. And uh, for me, breaking my own patterns, seeing how I was getting in my own way was that breakthrough. And that's exactly what I help my, my uh, people I work with uh, do, do as well because uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting how it works. But love comes in unexpected ways and unexpected packages. Right. I agree with you there, but I would say that everything in life comes in unexpected ways. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, even though we're talking about love, I've found that the most incredible wisdom that I've received from other people has been from the most unexpected source, not Mm -hmm. from the people you would think you're getting it from. And I think that's that's the mystery of life. That's the mystery of love. You never really know when you're going to sync with somebody, when you're going to be on that same wavelength. And getting back to energy, doesn't it really come back to sort of vibrating on the same energy level as another person? Isn't that what creates the lasting love ultimately? Well, definitely energy is uh, one of those um, uh, on, uh, so there's, you know, we, we have the strategies, right? Like where to go, we have you know, certain things we can do about the way we look, right, to kind of project that beauty or that attraction. But there is this one thing, it's, it's sort of like mystery, and that energy definitely is there's something about another person that is just being in their presence it puts you in a certain state, right? So, and that's extremely, extremely powerful and just be, you know, be... Uh, be connected to that. So first of all, be connected to your own energy. Be, be aware of what energy you are uh, projecting out there, what you're sending out there, because that was another interesting thing. Again, it's like so uh, uncovering this hidden block is uh, what I, what I, for women, the kind of that aha moment um, when they realize they have is aha moments when they realize like, wow, my energy is, has been kind of off-putting, so it's actually uh, kind of the energy of being on guard, of being closed off. Uh, a lot of women don't even realize they could be projecting that energy, and absolutely, like, they, the results speak for themselves. You know, men don't approach them. They don't meet as many new people. They don't, uh, you know, get asked on second dates and so on, and it all comes down to energy 100%. That's why I love so much your topic and uh, what you stand for, because it is so, so powerful. Right. And, you know, I think when it comes to dating and the search for love, I think it's also interesting about, you know, of course, we could talk about the difference between sex and love, because there's a huge difference, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants to have some kind of chemistry with their partner. There's no question about that. But I think an interesting thing that we might want to discuss tonight is how much of the search for Mr. Right is dictated by societal norms and by the pressure that people feel just to be with somebody. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. Uh, When so, here's what I find a lot. a lot of time, like when I talk to somebody, let's say it's a woman, and a lot of my clients kind of in their 
like late 30s, maybe early 40s, for many of them, it's a successful, professional, accomplished women, beautiful, uh, have have incredible lives that they created, you know, active, active uh, healthy lifestyle, a fun social life. And there's this one area missing, and uh, there is that uh, kind of like, oh, my gosh, like all of my, you know, I'm getting, like, I want to have family. Like, that's one, definitely. And then, you know, my uh, my friends are getting married, right? So, and, uh, you know, I uh, like I want to have someone uh, to, you know, I'm going to a wedding. I want to have a plus one or, uh, like, this kind of things come up. But when the, when when I dig deeper, like, what is it that you really want? Like, why it's so much deeper? It's that... It's the deepest heart desire to to share to share your life of someone, and uh, it's it's like it's something that uh, when you talk to a person who's like they've known all their lives, like this is what they wanted, they craved it, and it's it's very genuine. So it is not driven. Like if you dig deeper, it is not driven by just that like societal. Uh, pressure. I just feel like we. I believe that we, you know, deep. Uh, like we hardwired for love, and uh, you know, to be with someone, to be around other people, to share our life, and uh, it just makes perfect sense to have that kind of partnership, whatever that level is, whether you're married or you just uh, uh, have that partner in your life, and uh, you share experiences together or you have a family, whatever it is, I, I feel like it's just the, the primary, primary human need that we have for connection, right. for well, love. I think it definitely has been historically a question of survival also. You know, um, if you go back hundreds or thousands of years, um, you had to be in a group. You had to be part of some societal group in order to survive. It was impossible to survive on your own. And the interesting issue now is with some of your clients who are created this beautiful life for themselves, maybe they're in their late 30s or early 40s, like you said, um, so they can take care of themselves. So it's not a question yeah. of survival. It's a question it's a question of sharing, like you said. Yeah, it's a question of want uh, versus need. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, so I, I also think that in our society where everybody is taught that, you know, they have almost a right to be happy, you know, it's interesting to contemplate whether or not it's really going to happen for everybody. And I mean, is everybody going to have the most fulfilling job? Is everybody going to have that partner that, you know, is close to perfect? We know we're not going to find perfection. Um, you know, that's an interesting thing. And, and you know, and it, and it goes back to another thing that, that, you know, I'm sure your clients think about. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but I'm going to toss it out anyway is, you know, it's about being happy with exactly where you are right now in your life. And, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the, the idea that, somebody is going to complete you is a little bit out of date and yet and yet it's part it's part of how we're hardwired as well you know it's kind of an interesting dichotomy that people face today right um, yeah so here's here's the interesting thing so uh what what happens is that uh it's 
So every person I would talk to, if they ever say, like, when we dig deeper and they would, like, it would make me feel, like, um, and they say complete, but not in the sense, like, and they give us explanation, and I get it. So it is um, absolutely, it starts again. It starts within yourself. That's why I, I, I said, so it always comes down to the feeling, right? So I, I, I Every woman I talk to, when I dig deeper, it is about uh, feeling fulfilled and uh, feeling happy. And, yes, absolutely, you can feel happy and fulfilled right now as you are. Uh, And that being said, when you have a partner, when you have someone you can share it with, uh, it's not that uh, you are only happy when you're in a partnership, or you can be just extremely happy by yourself. It's just that you are happy by yourself, and when you have a partner, it's amplified. It's just like that experience when you travel by yourself. And I've traveled by myself. I, in my 20s, I, I worked in international development. I would go to, like, somewhere in sub-Saharan Africa and spend a month there. And the things that I've done on my own, which I'm proud of, like, you know, I climbed Kiliman, like Mount Kilimanjaro all the way to the top and things like that. But I just wish that, like, there were moments when I would think, uh, like I did the safari, and uh, I was like, I just, it's so romantic, it's so beautiful, it's so magnificent. Like, I just wish I had, I shared this experience. So, And I'm sure everybody right. listening can relate to that right. because moments, it's like, it's so good. Like, I want right. to capture it and I want to share it because we come from, a, we are givers. We come from a place of giving. We, we, it's, love is not just about, like, I want to get love. I want somebody to love me. We also have right. that crave. We crave that, like, I want to give. I want to contribute. I want to like, make a difference for someone. And, again, uh, you can only make so much difference, on, like, by yourself. It always right. about a, a, like it's about a other person or other people, right? That's what love is all about, ultimately. Ultimately, so and of course we desire it for love. Right, and you know I think uh, the same thing is true for love as it is with money. That the most enjoyment you get is when you share it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Absolutely. know, the, the the biggest benefit is not to hold on to it, but to share it. And I think that's what we're here for. And I think that, you know, we're at such a a strange crossroads in our culture right now, mostly in the United States, but of course, worldwide, it varies depending on the country in terms of, you know, what role women are playing for themselves and what do they see for themselves? You know, it's funny when I've traveled to what are considered to be third world countries, some even Arab countries, and I've how women behave and how they seem to be. And of course, it's completely different than in a country like the United States. But I've often wondered where people are most happy, (laughs) you know, uh, because here there's so much freedom, but, but the roles Mm. are so undefined in a lot of ways, you know, and, and I think, and I think that, it's a really interesting time uh, for women and for men. In a lot of ways, I think that women have it harder than men today mm-hmm. in our society. Do you think so too? Well, I think it's for both. I mean, men are confused too, and <laughs> it's like makes it. <laughs> it's like uh, the the, li- the lines, like you said, kind of blurry. So. 
it's it's confusing and uh, maybe they not. Yeah, like, you know, the whole question, like, is chivalry that and all that stuff? And then being a provider, you know, men, you guys are deep wired to to provide and protect. And then you have a woman who is uh, completely capable and is uh, totally providing for herself. And she says, well, like, I got it. Then, <laughs> yeah, it, and then then she's, like, struggling to find somebody who is even stronger right. And is even uh, more capable or whatever, right, than her. Right. Well, that's, you know, you raise a very interesting (laughs) point because if you're dealing with, let's say, one of your clients who's extremely accomplished and obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Who can provide for themselves. Do they find that a lot of the men that are considered to be possible mates for them are threatened by their success? Do they still find that today? Yeah, I actually believe that uh, if uh, I believe that women who are saying like, "Oh, I intimidate a man," or um, there is a, it's actually disbalance in uh, her energy. There is a lot of that masculine energy that the boss, the go-getter, the the type A uh, decision maker which is fine uh, when you are, like, running your own company or somebody else or your own business. But when it comes to a relationship with a man, if you uh, – that's just a sign, that's a signal to me that the energy is of balance because you can completely run a multimillion-dollar company, but uh, in your relationship with your man, you can show up in uh, feminine and you will absolutely not intimidate a man because a successful man in his own right – he wants to be next to a woman he can be proud of and uh, brag like my husband. Like he'll brag to his friends about uh, what I'm up to. And uh, he's completely not intimidated by whatever level of success uh, I, I create uh, because because there is, again, that it's very important as a woman to, to balance that energy, right? Because when you're successful – uh, you have like we all do, we all have that masculine the the the, the do the, the get things done to the achieve achieve kind of energy, and we absolutely got to shift. And it's, again, it starts with awareness and uh, understanding the energy flow and the dynamics and the relationship and which energy you kind of uh, you know kind of put on hold and uh, actually because it doesn't serve you. So it's like you go on a date, you don't make a decision which table to pick, what order on the menu, and then you pick the bill, right? You kind of let the man to be the man and be that provided protector. Okay. We have a Sorry about that. Situation. We're speaking about... Uh, Energy, there's, <laughs> there's my little man. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. He wants to play a date, right? He got it. He got it. <laughs> okay. okay, good. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. I have an, an, um, another question with some of your clients. Would they be against going out with a man who they're attracted to but who makes considerably less money than them? Is that an issue for so, a lot of your clients? Here's my perspective on this. It, um, money, just like anything else, uh, becomes an issue when you make it an issue, right? 
So um, if that's a criteria, like what, is, what does it really mean? If you identify yourself with how much money, like your identity, your level of like how you define yourself is uh, in uh, relation to how much money you make or you perceive like other people, that is – that I think it's just um, – it creates uh, – it will create that tension and conflict. So what really matters to you, I, would, uh, always, I always go back to clarity and, like, be very, very clear what matters to you in a partner because, like I said, there is no perfect mate, but when you're very clear about what matters to you. So and it could be one thing. It could be just uh, actually or two things. Like in my case, uh, well, it's commitment and it's family, right? So if uh, you have you meet a person who's got integrity, right, that's, that's given. That's like number one, always. So you got integrity, you got committed. So person who is committed, and uh, to your family, to your relationship, then uh, what difference does it make if he makes if he makes less, as long as he's fulfilled and a happy person, and uh, he shows up as his best self, right? Then uh, who cares who makes more money? Right. Um, you know, in the few moments remaining, I can't believe how this uh, has flown our discussion. Why don't we talk about your event that's coming up with the 30 dating experts? What prompted you to even create something like this? Yeah, so, well, I love it. I love a sense of community. I love when people uh, come together and share their experiences and best practices and, of course, advice. So, this will be my sixth sixth event that I'm doing, and this probably is the biggest one because we just have such rock star experts uh, on this uh, online free online show. It's called Meet and Marry Mr. Right, and uh, everyone can uh, join it. It's absolutely free. It's going to start live on November 1st, and uh, you can get access to it at meetandmarrymrright.com. So it's called Meet and Marry Mr. Right. So there you'll have access to some of the top dating and relationship experts who will be sharing the kind of advice they give to their private clients. So it's very intimate and it's very, very practical. So completely 100% content, you know, valuable content-based show where you can also connect with other like-minded women, connect with me, and be a part of the community. Right. So how is that going to work? It's just going to be on that day or it's going to be for a week or or how long are so those experts going to be available? It's on November 1st. It's a two-week event, mm-hmm. so every day we'll be featuring new episodes with experts, and uh, it, ends, it ends on November 15th. Right, right. And what do you think um, – who are some of the experts who are, who are going to be uh, contributing on that panel? Right, right. So we have an uh, amazing lineup. So we have Ariel Ford, Catherine Woodward-Thomas, a lot of best-selling authors. We have uh, Susan Braddon on the show, who is uh, – sorry about that – who is the world-leading uh, sex expert. So it's going to be juicy, hot uh, topics on about – you know, focusing on intimate relationships and passion and uh, many, many more amazing experts who I'm so proud to to collaborate with and uh, co-create the show together. 
So uh, is it going to be an all-day affair in those two weeks, or it's going to be a certain so time So this is a virtual event, so every day, so when, when people join it, meet and marry mrroy.com, so our website. Uh, when you join, um, you will get uh, invitation to join our private Facebook group where all the action happens every day. We've got a daily Facebook Live. We're connecting. You can ask any questions. And then you will be getting daily emails where we'll be featuring two experts a day, so we have direct links to access to the episodes, Every expert generously shared their free gifts, so the best, whether it's trainings or e-books, you'll have access to that as well. So every day for two weeks, you'll be getting emails from me with uh, access to all the episodes. That sounds really, really amazing. Looking forward to checking in on that when it happens. So in the few remaining minutes that we have left, if you had to – Say in one sentence, what is the most important thing that somebody should be aware of when they're looking for the right mate? What would it be? The most important thing uh, to look for a mate is uh, how, uh, how you feel around that person. So, again, instead of that, I like how we came this whole circle. Instead of looking outside, like, how much money does he make? How tall he is? Look within yourself. How do you feel? If you are uh, with that person, what is that energy? Is that energy of feeling loved, feeling adored, feeling safe, or is that energy of like, am I good enough, or am I doing something wrong, or does he like me, kind of a desperate, needy, insecure energy, or is it like I feel like a queen next to this man? That's right. what you look for. You look for that energy, and it's not even intellectual. You feel it because it's energy. You right. you, see, you feel, you focus on how am I feeling, what is the energy uh, that I am in, and decide is that the energy you want to be in because most likely that will not change. So I love that. It all comes down to energy. It always comes down to energy, and it is the most sustainable, the most uh, true indica- indicator or compass for you to to make that most important decision in your life, who to spend your life with. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. Paulina Sola, thank you so much for appearing as a guest on Monogy Life. So all our listeners, I hope you have a beautiful evening. I hope that this episode has shed light and will help everybody who's listening and who's going to be listening to this episode later to find true love that is sustainable in this world because it's something that we all need to have to have a really fruitful life. Once again, thank you so much, Paulina, for being on the show. And good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night.